Thank you for joining me. Um, I had you on because I read two of your posts in the past week uh, about Frank Nilakina and what he needs to do this season. Frank, of course, is very beloved by Knicks fans. And it was interesting. Like I was I was bummed out when they re-signed Alfred Payton. Yeah. And, and uh I don't know, this kind of inspired me in a way to think like, you know, maybe it's not, it's not the end of the world and, and just really kind of hone in on what Frank needs to do this season and that it's there for him to take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's pretty much no reason for him not to be the guy. I mean, I don't necessarily think he's going to be, you know, some sort of all-star power megastar lotto winner but he's a talented player uh he's the most highly paid and longest tenured guard on the, on the team right now uh there's really no reason for him to feel like he's uh you know taking up the rear uh they should be chasing him yeah i mean he for the first three years of his career i think did in some ways probably feel like he was taking up the rear and just kind of deferred to who both all both the point guards on the roster and other people who might be ball handlers on the court. And I think this is the year he's he's got to be the main playmaker, and I think he could do it. Yeah, I think Frank. Well, he suffers maybe from being a very nice young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he's going to defer to the elder statesman. Um, and at this point, he is the elder statesman. But, um, you know, so he's he's a nice guy. And then I think also just like he grew up literally playing very structured, uh, you know, basketball from, you know, I don't know, when he was a little dude, a little Frank. Yeah. And um, I think it's hard for him to just sort of like say, oh, you mean like don't listen to the coach and just like try to kill somebody? Um, you know, take ankles. That's okay. You know, and not that he's even like that kind of guy. Um, I think he should probably be more of a power guard, but, um, you know, I think it's, it's a hard transition to go from a lanky kid who isn't very confident in English to someone who is, mm, I wouldn't say he's uncomfortable in front of the camera, but it's definitely not like the first place he's trying to be. Yeah. When you say, what do you mean by he's a power guard? Oh, well, just, uh, just in the idea of not being someone who's just going to like, uh, 
give him the ball. He's going to go create a shot uh, by just sheer dribbling ingenuity, the Kyrie Irving or perhaps uh-huh. a Rod Strickland type. Um, he's, he's really a huge guy for the point guard position yeah. if he's going to be a point guard. Uh, just like an enormous frame, he should really be using it, enormous frame plus enormous length. Uh, he should be using it to really just create physical separation and uh you know his handle's okay it's okay it's functional more than anything yeah it got a lot better last year i thought and he even like at times was crossing ankles and and like doing some fancy dribbling there was that one time i'll never forget it uh where he tried to really mix up james harden uh yeah oh yeah tried to do that step back on him yeah i mean if that went i mean all bets were off he'd be the best player ever but, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, he's he's really more of a um, uh, I don't want to say he's he doesn't have a handle, but it's really more about function for him. I think he'll get better. And I yeah. think also like for what what is this? He's 22 now, maybe yeah. 21, 21, 22. But um, he's very clearly been growing into himself. I mean, when I was 21 or two, I was still a little gangly um just trying to figure it out you know and like i wasn't playing basketball against people that could really play basketball so uh i've been waiting for for him to just sort of like finish growing and then just like only be packing on muscle and now it's happening so let's see him make the most of it yeah and i think with with his frame and his height being that he is going to be bigger than most guards that are going to be guarding him I think he's just got to not shy away from contact and really focus on driving because he'll he'll get to the line a lot if he does that and he's a great free throw shooter as we saw last year. And I think that, you know, we all say his shooting is obviously going to be important for if he sticks around in this league um to be cuz at worst he could be a 3 and D guy if um if his shooting comes along, but I think that's the extra thing that could make him even more special offensively is if he like learns to trust himself driving to the rim. Yeah. I mean, if he can get his little floaters and stuff together, that would be a huge part of it. Um, But he's really got to use his frame. I mean, take a cue from RJ Barrett, man, get in and under guys and just power up through him. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's been a few times where he just like, you know, fuck it. I'm taking the ball. I'm going to go dunk on Porzingis. Yeah. And like, a few times when he does, he takes exception to whatever, for whatever reason, he just gets very, a little snippy with it. And like, suddenly he's a different player and it, it looks like he can actually, you know, be a legit starting guard in this league. Yeah. I always kind of try to think like why he is so beloved and like why I was like so attached to him from the start and why so many fans were, and there's there's plenty of reasons, but I think one of them is what you said about dunking on Porzingis. It's like he has he has so many memorable moments that just stick out. Like I think the first one for me is um, his uh, his rookie season when he was guarding. First, now I was gonna say guarding Kyrie. That was another one. But when he uh, LeBron said something about him, like that the Knicks should have taken DSJ. And then yeah, yeah. when he was picking up the ball to take it out of bounds, he just gets in LeBron's face and kind of does a little shove. And it was just way to endear yourself to fans. And that, and that was skinny Frank. Yeah. I mean, he's a different, he's a different character now. I mean, you have, you have to see the, uh, 
this i want to see the snippiness every game yeah and we're starting to see it or and it's not even snippiness so much as it is confidence in in itself i think he's just so willing to to gain his confidence from his teammates having confidence in him but really he's gonna have to find it on his own so i mean it's there it's just how consistent can you can you come up with it yeah it's is is he gonna take it and uh i think you said in your post that it's a put up or shut up year for him um i mean because also uh sorry it's just like as someone who is an ardent frank supporter like oh man i just want i want this guy so desperately to be good um you know i run out of excuses yeah yeah sticking for him so mm, yeah make it happen man and i mean it's a contract year yeah so like be that dude. Be be the Jerome James that we've been waiting for. That just... <laughs> Contract your Jerome James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, like not the Knicks James. Like he he disappeared immediately. But but be that guy that to, that is just really willing to lay it all on the line to like show that you belong. Yeah, I think it is put up or shut up in that way for his Knicks tenure. I think if he if he doesn't put up, I think he's gone. Um because there's there's been so many times where it looked like he was on the trading block. There, he probably was on the trading block. I remember no. two years ago, um, right before the draft uh, in the off season when um, Kyrie and KD went to the Nets. It there was talk about possibly trading Frank, they, they, but they were a little disappointed they could only get a second round pick for him. I thought he was gone, and um, so but he's still here. He's a survivor. And like, I mean, so the the Knicks like coaching staff and um, and uh, development staff has just done him no favors, I and I think that's actually been the thing that keeps him around because it's just like, oh yeah, so much untapped potential right. that we haven't looked into. So maybe he's worth more than that. Like, I, and I think they, you know, so many different it started what Phil Jackson. Didn't then straight to Steve Mills and Scott Perry. Right. I think Phil drafted him and then was fired, like let go or resigned. Yeah. But I mean, you know, so nobody has really ever been like, oh, I know what to do with this guy. Yeah. And with any luck, I mean, I think Tibbs is kind of a good coach for him. Um, You know, whether or not Tibbs, I I think Tibbs likes more of a scoring guard. Like actually like literally uh, somebody like, uh, a power guard Frank would be perfectly fine for Tibbs. Get it in the pick and roll and just dive to the rim, make contact, and let's get to the line. Like that would be perfectly fine for Tibbs. Um, but like you know, stylistically, I don't think he has the chops. But Dennis Smith is is kind of the more obvious fit in terms of you know you see uh, like Aaron Brooks or Nate Robinson or somebody like that, just doing wonders in a Tibbs offense. So, you know, I mean, they're a little bit more, more jittery fast than Frank. And Frank is just like, almost looks like he's moving slowly, but he's just like a long strides kind of guy. So uh, anyway, yeah, I think uh, not knowing what he was, not trying to figure out what he was is actually, I mean, for a Nick fan that likes Frank has been, a little boon so yeah i don't know it's kind of um it's what's in a way allowed us to make excuses for him i mean i think they're valid excuses but we could point to the fact that he's been dicked around by every like well 
the first two coaches at least in Hornacek and uh, Fisdale. Yeah, and Fisdale just terrible. yeah, and how many? Not just that he was that he kind of yielded playing time to these other guards, but it was just like the shittiest guards, like Emmanuel Moutier and Trey yeah. Burke, who's had a bit of a resurgence now, but like um, mm-hmm. just a just nobody. Trey Burke is a bum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, there's no excuse. Yeah, I mean uh, Dallas can waste their money on him. I don't care. That's great. I hope Dallas, you know, fails miserably. So. Oh yeah. yeah. You get that draft uh, pick. Yeah, that's what I'm after. But you know, just a, you know, nothing, cr- nothing crazy for Dallas. Just like a, a tweaked little ankle, yeah. funky yeah. hamstring pull. Just so, not like career altering. Just to miss 20 games, right? That's all I'm really looking yeah. for. If you lose. 15, 20 games of like two here, three here, five there of Doncic. Yeah, Knicks might have two really good picks. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm after. Hey, it's, I mean, the West is loaded. Portland's has upgraded. Phoenix, obviously, has upgraded. Um, Houston is in flux. Houston is in flux. They might be out. Uh, well, we'll see what they end up doing. Golden uh, State is back, but isn't back, but yeah. is back. I think but, they'll. I think they'll be a playoff team. I hope. I, they'll at least be. Uh, oh, what's it called? A play-in team. Yeah. So that's all we need. We need like at worst Dallas to finish seventh, so they get that play-in tournament. And then lose. Yeah, of course. I need actually. I need them to finish last in the entire NBA. Okay, so that they have the best lottery odds. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Be the worst team in the league, yeah. like they were when I was a kid when they won. Like, <laughs> With Jamal 12. Mashburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple J Ranch out there. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of Mavericks I want to see. <laughs> I think we could do it. I mean, poor Zingus, we know um, his, his his legs don't work anymore. So. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. And Frank, uh, I mean, if he does come back, Frank's just going to block his shot and this time not get a bullshit foul called on him. <sighs> that's, uh, that's a major problem for Frank, actually. Uh, the fouling. Yeah, I mean, uh, he so he's really good at at either containing or like allowing enough space for himself to recover. In in I'm pretty much anyone. Yeah, uh, like the guys he has the most trouble with are you know like Ish Smith, or uh, you know just like lightning fast guys that are like zero to sixty and and immediately and and honestly smaller. Because uh, if they have size, like he just kind of wraps them up, but they they have nowhere to go. But uh, a, a super small guy who's super fast is is actually a tough cover for Frank because he 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 doesn't really get turned too easily. But if you make him turn once or twice in a possession, then you know you might get some headway there. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like a. I don't want to say like Frank is is gonna be a bona fide starter this year or, or anything like that. Cause I don't think that's necessarily who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he has gotten chances too. So it's not like he, he literally played, you know, garbage time only for three years or something like he's had chances and he hasn't capitalized, yeah. but I feel like this is the year for whatever reason. Yeah. I think that's why I got bummed out when they resigned Peyton. Cause I was just feeling like this is the year. And you know he could beat out Peyton, um, but 
it just he it just says, was... he, he makes more money than Peyton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I know that sounds like so just sort of like basic, but no, man. If you make them, if you make more money in this league, like that counts for something with everybody. And I don't think that he should discount himself for that. Like, and and also like uh, Barrett is basically he's maybe not the best player. It's probably Mitchell Robinson, but he's kind of more of the the uh, the face of the franchise, the marketable, uh, the wing scorer, even if he's not really that. Uh, and Barrett seems to love Frank, and that's got to count for something too. And the Knicks uh, social media too, like. Frank is the face of their social media for sure. <laughs> yeah. And he's what, a 20 minutes per game player? Like, something's up. I feel like this is the year. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Tibbs would love him. I think Tibbs actually did some uh, color commentary for FIBA. Yeah. And I just, I remember him. I think he said Nicolina, but still, he was <laughs> saying good things about Frank. Yeah. I mean, it's more about knowing the game than the name, right? But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that too. And I think you can still watch some of that on YouTube. Um, yeah, I've, I've been looking actually. And, um, the clips, well, you could find the FIBA games, but I, I couldn't find the feed from ESPN with, um, with Tibbs uh, announcing. Man. Well, somebody has got to find that for us. Yeah. Send it along. All, sh- all the Larry, the athlete guys. Send it <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got a, it's, it's part of the prophecy. <laughs> oh good i didn't even know it was a prophecy yeah 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 he uh well as you said he's got to leave the knicks out of the desert right yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean i definitely uh, oh man so this is a philosophical conversation now yeah uh you know i just think it's all chaos eternity chaos it's all chaos just the yeah. entire world or the <laughs> Absolutely. And basketball is a part of this world. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that, that uh, it, it can be foretold. But uh, if he goes out there and shoots down that cattle or whatever, an antelope, <laughs> then uh, then he can eat for a month. Yeah. You earn, <laughs> literally earning your keep that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he'll have the opportunity to because, one, there's no bona fide star at point guard blocking him anymore. And this year, I mean, Peyton always misses some games due to injury. There's probably going to be COVID cases this year. So so the minutes will come. And it's just he's got to play like FIBA Frank. I think, uh, you know, uh, so I wasn't a big fan of the top-in pick. I'm, okay. I'm not opposed to it. I just just wasn't a big fan. Um, but at the same rate, like for guards that sort of have pretty obvious deficiencies, he's kind of a good outlet to have, especially if you can figure out that, that, uh, three point shot, uh, it's low volume in college and also on a team that played five out with him at center. Mm -hmm. So, you know, his, his, to get two three pointers a game to shoot two a game and hit 40% sounds okay. But, you know, he really wasn't taking a lot. Um, and when he did, they were pretty much like, all right, let me line it up, shoot it up, no problem. Good luck, you know. And, like, you live with those even if it's Alfred Payton shooting it. So, I mean, there was this one uh, – there's only one, like, off-the-dribble three that I saw a top and take 
um, against, man, I think it was Kansas. Anyway, he, uh, you know, he got the ball. He was trying to line up in the post, got the ball, uh, got pushed out, you know, nearly 18 feet. And then just was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to fire this thing. And he hit it. Um, so that was great. But like, that's just not him. I feel like you see that in a lot of highlight packages and it's just like, mm, that's not what he was doing. But square it up and he can hit him. So if he can work on his footwork and get into like to becoming a real pick and pop player, I think that works really nicely with Frank. Mm-hmm. I think to have uh, Mitchell Robinson in the dunker spot off that too, like giving Frank multiple options on a, on a pick and roll is, I mean, that's, that's exactly what he needs to, to be the best Frank Nilakina that there is. Um, and I think that's, that's through, through the, the entire guard little, uh, little lineup there. And Peyton needs outlets. Uh, Dennis Smith doesn't think he does, but he does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're going to give RJ the ball too, like they need more than one place to look for a pass. And, you know, that's going to be Julius Randle a lot, but <laughs> we'll see. Maybe he moves. Yeah. I'm starting to think he won't, but whatever. It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I don't even think he's a bad player. He's just, he's just, yeah, he's not on the right team, not in the right spot. Yeah, and I mean, he the ball is super sticky with him. Uh, he's predictable for defenses. And I mean, oh, man. I, I always feel like uh, with Randall, it's just – it's going to go up, and it's just a matter of if he can get the shot off. And so that's like a dangerous guy to have if you're going to use him the way they did last year. But if they're going to use him more as uh, as your, your six-man super scoring – minute soaker then i think that's a little bit better of a situation and you know will they do that probably not i feel like uh, again going back to the money you make he makes a lot of it uh so i don't think they'll just bench him or say hey you know we like this rookie more than you that's why we drafted him so you're you're now the sixth or seventh man and you can chill with alpha payton <laughs> I skate around the floor. I don't think that'll happen as much as I would love it. Yeah, I'd love it too. But I, I assume, I think he'll be in the starting lineup on the first game. But whatever. Yeah. As long as That's, Obi gets his minutes. Yeah. I mean, I think Obi's going to struggle too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because rookies struggle, A. And then he, I, you know, he, I'm sure you know his story at least to some extent. But, like, this is all very new to him. Yeah. Like, he wasn't in any NBA, uh, you know, looking glass fucking even two years ago. Uh, he was 6'2 or something as a high school junior. Wasn't getting any offers from major schools. I think Dayton was the first one that was like, hmm, you seem okay. And, uh, you know, he grew eight inches. And uh, that's enormous. Yeah. And uh, obviously he can jump off, off a load up. He can hit uh, a, a little jumper a little bit. So he's okay. But then defensively, oh boy. I mean, it's it's really, really horrendous. I mean, he should be played off the floor because uh-huh. of his defense. 
you know, and you know, so should he just be granted starters looks or even starters minutes, even if it's off the bench? I, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot to, to see there. Offensively, he's talented though. No question. Yeah. seems like he has good instincts, um, mm-hmm. especially around the basket. I, I do wonder about his defense because that seems the problem seems to be like his center of gravity, the fact that he's the lack of uh, movement with his hips. Um, but with his explosiveness on, on in dunking and his verticality, you'd think like he's got strong legs and got knows how to like use those muscles. So I don't know if there's just if it's just a mental thing, if if this could be corrected with the right physical therapists and physical trainers. I mean, maybe, you know, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not smart enough to know that, but um, you know, uh, with him, like a lot of his athleticism, vertic- vertical athleticism is because he's uh, allowed to get downhill, go going forward and load up and go over and, and through people mostly over because he, he'll actually adjust uh, with either hand. He's got good, good touch with both hands near the rim, but um he'll adjust rather than just like explode into people. Um, but then turning around on defense, um, you know, if you have to backpedal to keep up with a, with a switch and, you know, that, that same amount of uh, load up is just not there for him. And he's not, I mean, you know what he'll be good for is, is a weak side block, stuff mm-hmm. like that, where he can sort of like line it up again and uh, take his time to, to be the second one in the air and stuff like that. But he sees the game after it happens rather than anticipating. So he's always reacting a little, a little late step, two steps late at least. Um, so I, I, I worry about him and that's why, why I didn't want him as the pick, but I don't think he's not, ta- uh, I, I do think he's talented. So yeah. there's something there. Yeah. Um, I see we, there's uh, someone else who joined the Zoom call. Uh, do you want to come on screen? You got me, Frankie Smokes the Jazz Cat. <laughs> Frankie Smokes the Jazz Cat. A literal jazz cat, huh? Yeah, a literal jazz cat. Uh, are you fr- I, So Frankie Smokes, is, is that what you go by in the jazz scene? Yeah, it's true. They call me Frankie Smokes. <laughs> um, smoking those notes and smoking the mice in the back of the club. No mice in the green room when you're working with Frankie Smokes. Damn, that's uh, that's pretty intense. Do you do you know of this player? I don't know if you heard us talking before, Frank Nilakina, who uh, has been nicknamed Frankie Smokes. Do you know of him? Oh, yeah. Initially, I was offended, but <laughs> if it brings more people to hear me too, who am I to be pissed? I'll <laughs> gladly share the name because he's letting me toot and he's making me boot. That's a jazz word for money. <laughs> boot is the term for boot. money. <laughs> Lots of food. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Jonathan? No, this is news to me, man. Yeah. It's good to know. I like new uh, learning new words. This is great. So uh, what instrument do you play? Oh, you know me. I got to tickle the reed on my big baritone saxophone. Nice. Like, uh, well, like I was going to say like Coltrane, but I think he was a tenor sax player. 
Mm, yeah, small potatoes. <laughs> so, do we, what uh, what towns do you play in? What towns do I play in? Well, New York City, obviously, because that's where the Frankie Smokes name carries the most weight. Yep. But beyond that, uh, I got I go down to Baltimore because I heard there's some uh, ravens down there looking for a tasty bird snack. <laughs> uh, gotta go to Charlotte, or I used to. There used to be some bobcats down there. Now there's just a bunch of fucking bugs. Yeah, and mosquito trucks. I'm sure. Mm. You got any bugs? No, I'd rather not. I bet. I feel like I, I. I feel like most cats are at least like, let me catch that bug. You don't even like to catch bugs. Oh sure, I catch the bugs, but then I sit them down in tidy chairs and make them listen to me wail away on my big old sax. <laughs> How do the bugs like it? Uh, most of them don't survive the catching part of it, but I like to think that if they did, they'd be vibing it. They'd be vibing with the tootin'. Yeah, I got a hot lick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a pun? <laughs> Mm-mm, it's another jazz word. It means hot solo. Oh, yeah? Do you, uh, mm-hmm. do you, are you able to play a hot lick for us right now? Oh, well, I got my sax back behind the curtain, but if you give me a sec, I can go off and get it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll give you a sec. Okay, here we go. Oh. Oh, what's up, guys? Any, <laughs> any mice back here? No, I didn't think so, huh? That's why you gotta keep me on. Okay. I'm back with my sex and ready to blow. All right, just gonna set that back down. What'd you think? I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was hot. Mm. I mean, it, those notes were pretty baritone. Yeah, that's about as low as it goes. Yeah, we can't, uh, can I see this saxophone? Can you see it? No, oh, it broke. <laughs> That's a shame. I snapped it and I was trying, I got too into it and I smashed it on the stage like a rock star. Oh yeah, like the Who, breaking their mm-hmm. guitars. Yeah. Um, do you have any, do you, do you have any basketball questions? I don't have any basketball questions. Yeah. There's a bunch of yarn in there. <laughs> in the, I, the orange part off there's a bunch of yarn in there <laughs> there might be I've never cut one open okay sounds like might be a good case of investigative journalism for you Larry thank you yeah I'm trying to earn that Pulitzer uh, so who are some uh, other ja- like jazz musicians you're into who are, oh my influences yeah oh there gotta be Tom Tabby the trombone player <laughs> uh Kurt Calico on the clarinet. Uh, Stacy Siamese on the cymbals. <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds like a good group. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you. You haven't heard licks like these, to- toots like these. We got to get you to the club, Larry. 
Yeah, I, I would love to go to the club. They never, nobody's like, I don't know, nobody's given me a guest pass. Hmm. Well, I might be able to hook you up. Sweet. No mice in the green room. No mice in the green room. That is the Frankie Smokes guarantee. <laughs> and I've heard that basketball Frankie Sm Smokes promises a similar thing for the locker room to the New York Knicks. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I did not know that. Mm. Nilakina likes to keep the locker room clean and free of mice. Yeah, you don't yeah. want a mouse in the house, man. Yeah, no mouse in the house. Nothing no stirring. Uh, Jonathan, do you have any questions for Frankie Smokes? Oh, man. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't blame you. I, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I, everyone sort of gets me in my deal. <laughs> they sort of get you. You're, you're uh, what you see is what you get kind of cat. Yeah, it's true. I don't, there's nothing behind the curtain for me. There's no green room for me. I go behind a curtain in the club, but as far as me goes, it's all out there for you to see. Right. The stage lights are on, but no one's behind the curtain. Mm. Exactly. Exactly, Jonathan. You get it. <laughs> yeah, you get it. So. You're hip. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, um, Kat, uh, Kat, you like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I should not just call you Kat. Frankie. Do you oh, like I mean, it's my last name. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, uh, like, like Stimpy J. Cat probably a relative of yours yeah piece of shit stupid <laughs> cousin i know family get-togethers are tough well i i was wondering if you like playing games because i've got a game we could play oh yeah i love games what are we playing hit the little feather on the string yeah uh, something like that this game okay. this game is called CSI Orlando and the way this works very much like CSI Miami when David Caruso in the opening scene uh, sees a crime scene and has to make a pun or some funny lick some some hot kicking lick about what he's seen right before the opening intro so um, David Cat Russo we were playing CSI Orlando and this crime scene is going to be Alfred Payton just glued to the bench not getting any playing time and just his his next career over so we could go around playing some some David Cat Russo um, I'll start and say looks like somebody hit pay dirt Okay, I'll go next. They can pay him a ton, but he's still gonna play less. <laughs> Jonathan, you got any? Uh, I guess it's almost Christmas because the elf is on the shelf. Yeah! Oh. Uh, it looks, <laughs> it's a good thing I've been naughty this year because this elf isn't going to check no lists.
keep going. Yeah, if you got it until we exhaust them all. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm digging around in my little walnut-sized brain for a few more. <laughs> uh, that's something with get rid of him. Mm. 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 <laughs> is 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 PJ Harvey in the house because it's rid of me CSI Orlando. Um, let's see. The next thing we talked about Obi. Uh, we talked about Randall a little bit. Um, did you think he was going to be involved in that uh, three-way de- in a three-way deal of sorts with Charlotte and Boston? You never saw it. No, no. <clears throat> I thought um, they they said they they were waving and stretching the tomb like right away. Right. So I was just like, man, eh, forget it. Yeah, seems like they called backsies, but then ended up doing it anyway. So I don't really know. Yeah, fuck them. We got them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck it. Fuck it. Whatever. Randall will. He's. Uh, I mean, we drafted Obi, so it seems like we know he's not the future or like not a big part of this team's plan. I mean, even when they signed him, he clearly wasn't. Um, he's, you know, he's got a, a team option for next year. So yeah. There's no chance that he's going to get whatever. He's getting uh, 18 million, I think, or something, or 18, 19 somewhere. Right. It's not going to happen next year. Yeah. Just not worth it. If, well, if they're not going to let him play, they may as well just let him lay on the couch in a big sunbeam. <laughs> Let's have, let him have a nice day. <laughs> that does sound like a nice day. I think yeah. he would... Uh... I'd like to spin around and just curl into a ball. Mm. Now yeah. that could be good for him and me. Yeah. Or you could cuddle. Oh. He does seem cuddly, Randall. A little bit, yeah. I would love to see Frankie Smokes, even though I don't I don't call him Frankie Smokes, but right, because you're you're the only Frankie Smokes to me. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. That means a lot. Mm, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get you a comp to the club as well. <laughs> oh, nice. It's gonna be a hot hot night. Yeah. What is? I mean, Frank has had so many nicknames, but I think I just call him Frank. Yeah, I I was uh, an ardent. Um, anti Frankie Smokes guy. Uh, so I, I I called him the Sultan of Swipe for a while. <laughs> That's pretty I good. Thought, yeah. Well, I thought you know people really like that baseball guy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. the Babe. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Heard of so him? I figured a, a good play on that. You know. Yeah. Uh. Frankie Clamps. I like Frankie Clamps. I like uh, if he ever develops his um, his floater or that teardrop, he could be Frankie Teardrop. Yeah, Frankie Teardrop is terrific. Yeah. Mm. Or Crying Frankie. Frankie. <laughs> yeah. 
If it's a literal teardrop. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. Uh, how, Mr. Smokes, or Mr. Cat, how did you get the mm. nickname Frankie Smokes? Oh. Well, you know, I was playing so hard on my baritone sax, licking the reed, <laughs> and it got so hot that the reed popped on fire. And they said, this guy, and smoke started coming out of my big sax. I've been Frankie Smokes ever since. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. So be careful with your reeds. Spit is enough. You don't need to oil your reed. It will catch on fire. <laughs> if it's flat, because oil's flammable. And it's wood. Wood's flammable, too. It's true. So is oxygen. Yep. Mm. Oxygen. Let's, uh, <laughs> what else is flammable? <laughs> uh jonathan actually who if uh based on who was picked one through seven if you were picking at the eight spot who would you have taken mm, Vassell, Devin Vassell. yeah yeah He's i think cool. i i think that's who i would have gone with too um but i don't feel like super confident that he's going to be like a much better player than ob so i think that's why i'm like okay with the draft pick i think he's just like one of those guys that's uh easier to fit him into any team scheme, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good both ways. Um, I don't know that he's necessarily ever going to be uh, dynamic as dynamic offensively. So, you know, I, I wouldn't put into uh, put my hopes in that. But I thought he definitely moved up RJ to the three, which is, I think, very important. He's not a, he's not a two guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he would have he would have been a nice fit, but oh well. Yep. Oh well. Maybe next year. Maybe uh well not Vassell next year. I guess we can't draft him. Yeah. But <laughs> that would be a bold strategy to try to draft someone <laughs> off another team. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever done that before. I mean, they they've like there was the Eli Manning fiasco, but they didn't exactly mm. draft him off another team. I don't know about the Eli Manning from that fiasco. So, this I think uh, Eli was drafted by the Chargers, and he refused to play for them, and kind of held out and forced forced to oh. trade with the between the Chargers and Giants. Like Steve Francis. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so I don't like Eli Manning. <laughs> Just like Steve Francis. No, I don't like Steve Francis either. Yeah, John Elway did that too. He was drafted by the Colts and didn't want to play there. Well, I don't like John Elway then. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence might do that with the Jets. Well, I don't like him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just about does it. <laughs> um, Jonathan, anything you'd like to plug? Oh, no. Uh, I wrote some stuff. I guess, yeah. I wrote some stuff about Frank <laughs> You know, you could read it. You don't have to. Right. I would read it. I think it's terrible. Um, what else? Go to my website, thestrict.land. Go to my Twitter at Aito, A I G H T T H O. Whatever, though. You don't have to. Um, yeah. And listen to Larry the Athlete. Thank you. Day. Yeah. Uh, Frankie, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, see, just like 
The elves will never get rid of Santa. I'll never get rid of jazz. Come on down to Frankie Smokes Jazz Club. It's in various nooks and crannies of New York City. DM Larry the Athlete on Twitter to find the location. He'll pass the message on to me. Yeah, I'll make sure he gets it. Just like, um, just like the elf passes on messages to Santa. But this elf won't be passing anything except away. All right, I uh, am, of course, at Larry the Athlete on all social media. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. You can uh, listen and subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you listen to podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.